We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. What is up, everyone? It is December. It is, I think, a Thursday. It is, I think, the 16th. I don't know. Time never really makes sense in DFS. We just move on to the next day. But I am not Stevie TPFL. I am Grant Niefer. Stevie, still out for a few more days. Well-deserved break on his part. So I'm taking over. This is the morning grind, and we got basketball. Nice little four-game slate that is really a lot more fun than normal four-game slates that we end up seeing. There's a whole lot of stuff going on. Whole lot of injuries, whole lot of COVID news. It's going to be a fun one to dissect here. I am joined by the great Andre Alford. I can't remember. Is your boogie? Drizzy 26 is the, is the handle on the DFL. I couldn't remember the number afterwards. <laughs> it was, but everyone also says boogie because my um my Twitter handle is BXBoogieDre from back in the day. I'm gonna actually try I'm actually thinking about changing it going into new year to to um make it my DFS handle to make it easier for everyone to recognize me. Yeah, I I, I still not a huge fan of my DFS handle. Um it's just my first initial last name the year I graduated high school. Like, mm. oh, I'll just do this. It's the same as some other stuff I use. I'm like, well, that was a mistake. That was not fun. But you know what? Stuck with it six years later. It is what it is. But we got a nice little four-game slate here. You ready to break it down? Yeah, I'm ready to go. Hopefully, he gets me some place with some money. Yep, I'm hoping the same thing. We got the first game of the night. We got Detroit going up against Indy. 
for Detroit, Grant is out. Olenek is out. Hayes is questionable over on the Indy side. Same guys. Warren's still out. McConnell's still out. Craig is out. Let's start off with Detroit here. Cunningham's all the way up to 8,600. I, I think on a four-game slate, you kind of have to have some interest in him. Am I wrong? No, I don't think you're wrong at all. Um, just because the slate is so small and he's going to get the – he's gonna and, and plus now you have to think he's going to be the main primary ball handler and an option on the team now, now that Grant's also out for the next six weeks. So I like the Kate Cunningham call, um, especially because he's going to be different. Um, and, and probably coming a lot lesser on than um, a lot of other plays on the slate today. And it gives you a chance to go with a, somewhat of a balanced build, too. So I like getting to Cade from um, from Detroit today. Um, you can even go with some of the um, – the, um, um, could go, go with some of the other guys on here, like like Isaiah Stewart if you want to in tournaments. Um, but um, – or, or Sadiq Bay, which probably would be my secondary option to go with today. Um, if anything, in tournaments, but mainly the person, the main person I really just want to get to from this team would be Cade Cunningham. Um, Trey Lyles and also, also probably a good value play, but I would pay attention to find out how many minutes he's going to play because I think the last time he did not play um, past, I think, 25, if I'm correct. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's it's mostly just Cade here. I mean, I already bet the over on his points prop of 18.5 that just seems too low before grant went out Cade was still sitting at 16.5 17.5 i think that grant being out is going to give him far much far more offense i'm probably going to bet the over on his points assists rebounds combined and just bet his over on points so for dfs though 8600 i mean it's not he's not a lock and load but he's definitely a pretty solid play outside of that yeah i mean with the absence of grant some guys are going to get some usage bumps here um, I think Bay is a pretty solid call at 4,900. I mean, he's going to play a boatload of minutes. He has not been paying off his price tag for a while, um, but he still think he has a little bit of upside without Grant in there. So I definitely don't mind that. Outside of that, I mean, there's too much other value on the slate that I think you can end up looking at. We'll get to a game, the next game that's going to be real interesting. Let's move on to the indie side. I mean, everyone's kind of in there, healthy outside of McConnell. Who are you looking at in the spot here for Indy, if anyone? Um, just pretty much like the main four guys like I'm gonna continue to have and roll out here and rotate them in GPPs today, which was Revert, Brogdon, um uh Turner and uh, and Sabonis. And I'll even throw in um some Chris Duarte in there too, as well, since he's been playing a lot of minutes lately. And O'Shea's uh reset. Um He's been playing. He played 23 minutes last game. I think he's a um, probably a better play on, on on DK as opposed to FanDuel. Um, just I think the price is cheaper for him. Um, his price on yeah, his price on DK is 3600 as opposed to FanDuel being 46 or 48 if I'm correct. So I would probably stay with him on there. Um, but I think he is just a. I think he's definitely in play for sure. And someone that we that you probably have to consider that's a good value and we'll consider rostering today um on the slate to give you some solid relief. Yeah, yeah, no, I definitely don't hate that. I mean, Brissett sitting at 3,600 with the amount of minutes he's been playing, he's been pretty productive in that matchup versus Detroit. Not a terrible one, but yeah, outside of that, it's kind of just the five main guys. And I mean, realistically, Sabonis sitting at 10.5k on this slate. If I'm gonna pay up for someone, I'm paying up for someone in the next game. We'll get to that in a second. So more more interest in Brogdon and Levert, and then Turner's always in play for tournaments. Duarte, like he's fine, not really getting much of a ceiling. I think there's 
more guys in the 4K range that are better in the next game. So let's just get right into it. We got Philly going up against Brooklyn. Philly has Ben Simmons out, Korkmaz out, Nyang out, all those guys in outside of Simmons in COVID protocol. And then, boy, there's a lot of guys out for Brooklyn. Again, Harden, Kyrie, LMA, Harris, Brown, Johnson, Bembry, Millsap, all in COVID protocols, I believe. It is going to be a fun one. This is going to be a fun one for DFS. I think this is where you're predominantly looking at. We'll start off with the Philly side of things where I can't imagine this is going to be a very tough defensive matchup with everyone out of here. So while I generally don't have a ton of interest in Philly, I'm finding myself on a four-game slate, slightly interested on some guys outside of Embiid. I still think there is some upside on maybe Maxi here, um, maybe Harris, but Embiid is probably the top play going up against Claxton and who knows who else defensively. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, Embiid to me is the top overall play uh, on the Philadelphia side I want to get to, but Tobias Harris is, is someone I definitely would want to look at for sure today in tournaments. Um, his price is 8700 on on DK. That's a little, little high, but for this slate, I think he's definitely a good GPP play. Fandle, he's 7,100, so I think he's definitely in play for sure on, on there. Uh, Kurt, Steph Curry, I mean, Seth Curry, sorry, is um, a guy I definitely like today. Um, I know his price is 62, and I think uh, um, on Fandle, I mean, on DK, and on, on Fandle is 5,300, which is way too cheap. He's someone I think is um, worth, is definitely worth getting into a lot of your lineups on GPPs. Um, because he can always have an upside and have a big game. And this game is probably going to be the fastest-paced game on the slate, I can imagine, um, just being the fact that Brooklyn doesn't have a lot of guys. And I was at the game on Tuesday where they were playing against Toronto, and they gave 122 points to them. And it was just up and down, no, not, not really much defense being played. So I can see the same thing happening here um, in this matchup. So so guys that, with all, that, that's, that can score the ball, like Maxi, Curry, um, um, I think, and obviously Tobias Harris and Joel Embiid are, are to me phenomenal plays. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even mind, honestly, um, Drummond, especially if he's going to play like twenty, if he's going to play like twenty minutes. I can, I don't see why Drummond can't smash in twenty minutes against against the reserves, especially if this is going to be an up and down pace game. But that's a deep tournament flyer, and if you're like entering one hundred fifty lineups, I would do something like that. Yeah, definitely. It's something to mention that uh, FanDuel and DraftKings pricing pretty different today, um, especially with how they handle the Brooklyn side of it. Guys seem to be a little bit more priced up over on Brooklyn, uh, over on FanDuel, but on DraftKings, they're a little bit more affordable. So when you're, when you're listening to this, make sure you check out the pricing differences yeah. because we're going to mostly be talking about DraftKings, although Dre is clearly talking about FanDuel too, just know that a lot of Brooklyn guys are way more in play over on DraftKings than FanDuel. So let's get right over to that. This is Brooklyn's probably going to be where we're going to be, I would assume, having two guys in every single lineup. And Durant sitting at 12.3K, I don't care. He's a lock for me tonight. Yeah, I, I was just talking to... Um... One of my friends actually earlier today, um, he was watching the game with uh, him. or watched the game today, and I don't. I think I think he is a lock, but I feel like there is also enough plays on the slate. Hear me out. I know this is crazy, but there are enough plays on the slate where you might not need KD just because of his price. And if he puts up like 
like the last, like I was just looking at the stats from his last game. 72 fantasy points is a lot, especially for him to have. And it was a triple double, which is probably almost like a ceiling game for him in a way. And he played well, and he had OT, right? And yeah, and it was an an overtime game as well. So, I mean, that's a lot of fantasy points. And he might be someone you might need in your lineup. But I think you can also go with a mid range build today, especially if Detroit and Indiana game stays close. And you go with like some, like a couple of those pieces. And if they get you like 40s and 50s, and same thing in the in the next thing that the next couple of games we're gonna to get to. You you might not need Kevin Durant, but Kevin Durant though is the best player on the slate. I I want to say he's a lock, but I just think that there may maybe there might be other ways where he might not be. But maybe that's just the GPP player in me thinking about it and trying to be different to try to take down something uh, by myself and completely solo. But um other than that, he is the best player on the slate. You have to play him. I like I like getting to a lot of these other guys too, especially on, on DK. The prices are are significantly cheaper. Um, we got we got we got uh, David Duke Jr., who is a phenomenal um, uh, rebounder, um, and he's going against Philly, and he can also play a little bit of defense, which is great. Um, I like I like uh, Cam Thomas getting to him a little bit at GPPs. I know he disappointed and didn't have that great of a game the last game, but he, this could be a bounce back spot for him as well. Um, and then um, I know they just signed Links and Galloway, if I'm correct, um, to to like yep. an emergency type of deal. So I would I would see. I don't know if do we, does DK I don't know if he's in the player pool. I know he's on the player pool on FanDuel. Yeah, no, he's, I don't, it doesn't look like he's on DK yet. I uh, wouldn't be surprised if they add him in. Yeah, but if he's added in, he's a mid price, and I think you have to play him. I think he's he's a good he's a he he's probably he probably is going to get in the game, um, play maybe a couple minutes. But if he plays well, that maybe Steve um with Steve Nash will play him a little bit more. So especially since it's only a ten day contract during this time where a lot of the players are out. Um, so he's someone I think is in play as well. Uh, Claxton, um, obviously, and Blake Griffin are, are to me, the main of the two guys that, that I want to take a look at for sure today, um, and Edwards as well. Um, but I think that that was just a situation where he was just hot and playing well, so um, I think Steve Nash played him more minutes than probably he wanted to, but um, I, I would just go by, I would just still play him today just to see how the minutes run with him for sure um, and go from there. Yeah, I mean, pretty much everyone's in play. For me, for Brooklyn, um, I think my ranking is KD, Duke, Griffin, Mills, Thomas, Claxton, then Edwards. But I, I mean, I'm the minutes have to be played by someone. Like, yeah. and points are going to be scored here. Uh, anyone on my list that you think that you would drastically change the order on? Maybe Patty Mills is the only guy I would maybe because I know he's going to shoot. He's probably going to take the most, the second, second to most shots on the team behind KD. So I might move him up a little bit more, make him a little bit more of a priority because they're going to need points to be put up there and score. Yeah, yeah, all right. no argument here. Um, all right, we got the Knicks going up against Houston on the Knicks side. Barrett, I'm not sure if he's still out. It's a, it's, we don't. I don't know if they officially ruled him out. I don't think he's likely to play. Um, Obi, I'm not sure if he's going to play. Grimes, I think, is still in pro- COVID protocol. I'm not sure if we've gotten full news in on them, uh, unless you've seen something differently. But on the 
Houston side, second of a back-to-back, looks like Wall Porter still be out. Looks like Jalen Green will probably still be out. Christian Wood is going to be the big news that we have to wait on. He did not play on Wednesday, so we'll see if he ends up playing on Thursday. Let's start off with the Knicks. I mean, I think not really knowing this news yet. Do you? Did you hear anything? Yeah, I think they said – I think I heard earlier today Christian Wood was going to be out the next two games, so. Oh, it was two games. You're right. So he shouldn't be playing today um, from what I from what I know. Did you see anything on Barrett from what I read? I don't think they've officially ruled him out, but I don't think it's likely that he's going to play. Yeah, he hasn't been ruled out yet, but I think he's probably not going to play because of the COVID protocols. All right. Uh, so assuming that, like, I mean, minutes are going to be played. I mean, you got Quigley, you got Fournay, you got Burks. That could all potentially be good plays. You got Rose in there, could potentially get a few extra minutes. Randall, are you prioritizing any of these Knicks players? Um, only person I really want to try to get to, I mean, this is a match. This is a dream matchup for them. So I like Alex Burks today. Um, uh, especially since he's going to be running a point guard, position point guard a lot. Uh, Julius Randle is another, it's another fine play for me. I like Derrick Rose in some tournaments to get to, um, but quickly being 5,100, I think it's going to be maybe, um, besides, um, besides Burks, probably more of a priority for me today since he's a little bit, a little bit of a va- uh, definitely a value play. And I think, um, he's blowout proof too, as well, whether they win by 50 or not, he's probably, I think we could see him being in the game a little bit more and getting an extra run. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm right there with you. I mean, I don't mind quickly. I don't mind Burks. My problem is with quickly is that I, there's so many Brooklyn players. I haven't built any lamps yet. But he's definitely a guy that could end up being in play. And I think Fournier is still a guy that you can play, but just probably not going to end up making a build because of the Brooklyn prices. I mean, maybe he's more play over on FanDuel than he is on DraftKings, but on DraftKings, I'm likely out on him. What about the Houston side here? Assuming that Christian Wood is out, which it sounds like he is. Um, like they got absolutely destroyed on Wednesday. Um I had the over on Matthew's points and it did not go well. Uh, anyone you're looking at here for Houston? Oh, also, sorry, I just wanted to mention um, Kevin Knox. I think he's a great value player, 3,800 for the Knicks. He played 20 minutes last game. And I'm sure short amount of time, he had 22 fantasy points. So he can give you, he has an upside to probably get you to 30. And if he plays a couple extra minutes, um, especially against a Houston team, the Pluto Houston team. Um, but Houston, I mean, but Houston, yeah, the, these these guys, like the only person I really kind of feel like I want to trust is, is Sengun. Um, I know his price went up definitely a little bit, but he's the only guy I he feel like. He crushed on Wednesday. Yeah, like he's the only guy I feel like I can trust with the minutes. I mean, they're getting Eric Gordon back, so maybe this game might be a little bit more competitive. Yeah, I think Aaron Gordon's probably going to come in and play his normal allotment of minutes. I think that he's the guy that's potentially in play. I don't know if it's a Tate night, but yeah, I, I don't think, yeah, I think Tate was supposed to, he was supposed to play well last night. So I think it's more like Eric Gordon, Sangoon, um, Amarni Brooks. If this game is close, I think those three guys are my first main three. I want to get in for sure. Um, but Sangoon being the top priority probably for me and having, um, we're going um, well over the field on him. KJ Martin should probably get a little bit of run too. Um, and if it's a real blowout, uh, I think Christopher, I think he's going to play maybe some minutes regardless, but, but I think he also is in play if you're playing a lot of lineups and GPPs. 
Yeah, no, I definitely don't mind the Christopher call there. I mean, if, he, if they end up getting blown out, he should end up getting some run. I mean, he is being played in Houston. Gordon being back is going to be a bit of a boost for him, but there's still always the chance that this game ends up getting blown out. So definitely don't mind that at all. Um, Matthews is probably a reach. I mean, he's going to be checking again. I don't know if I'm going back to the well with his one real-life point game, but I think I'm with you on everyone else. Let's move on to that last game of the night. we got Washington going up against Phoenix. Um, Washington's second end of a back-to-back, so no injury report, but I believe they said that Dinwiddie is likely to not play on Thursday, second end of back-to-back. Now on the Phoenix side, Booker is still out. Kaminsky's still out. Sorry, all the main guys still out. Let's go with Washington. Without Dinwiddie in the lineup here, any interest in anyone here? I mean, Beal probably gets a little bit of an upgrade in usage. Uh, like, minutes are going to be spread around, probably a little bit of holiday. Uh, any interest in any of these guys here? Um, tournament taking shots uh, at some expenses. Uh, yes. Uh, Beal's probably going to be the least, my least favorite guy to get to, honestly, just because he hasn't shown the upside this year really at all. Um, but I, I definitely like getting to guys like Kyle Kuzma um, and then um, Montrez Harrell. Those are like the two main guys I think I'm going to try to get to today for sure. Um, it's Aaron Holiday. Um, he played only 18 minutes last game. I think is he isn't. No, those are other. It's other Holiday brothers working his way back from COVID. Um, but if Aaron Holiday, he, if he's going to play a little bit more minutes at, at 3,500 on, on DK, I think he's a solid option and solid play for sure. Uh, obviously, so is Raul Neto on, on both sides um, as well. Um, but they'll be splitting the minutes pretty much for sure. Um, but, yeah, th- that's really all. It's not that many pieces I want to get to. Gafford Gafford's another option you can go with on that side of the ball too as well. Um, and especially if – well, Aiden, Aiden should be in, but – who knows? Because he's always getting sick. He's been getting sick a lot lately. So, who knows? But if he's, if I think so, it's a, it's a potential good matchup for at least Harold on the front court. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm kind of with you there on Beal. Like even without Dinwiddie in the lineup, he just hasn't done it. I mean, it's four games late. Anything can happen. So it's not the worst day in the world. But I think I'd rather go with a guy like Kuzma that should see an increase in usage without Dinwiddie in the game. I mean, he put 43 up not too long ago. Um, Harold and Gafford. I mean, it's a coin flip between those two. I don't, I could see Harold getting more run since without Dinwiddie in there, they could just need a little bit more shots. So I don't hate the Harold call. Um, I definitely prefer him to Gafford a little bit. And yeah, either Holiday or Neto, like I think you can use one of them in your lineup. They're going to be splitting minutes at the point. Either one of them can get it done here. I think I prefer Holiday slightly to Neto. Um, but you can wait and see who ends up starting over on the Phoenix side here. I mean, Chris Paul is almost 10K. I don't think I want to do that in the slate. I think Aiton is definitely interesting. Uh, solid matchup going up against Washington. I think he could be a guy that's in for a 50-point night here, so really don't mind that. Outside of that, just not a lot of interest tonight on Phoenix. Yeah, uh, I'm going to try to get some Chris Paul just because uh, Devin Booker's out, so I think Chris Paul still has to still put on and, and carry the team a little bit, and I know Washington's a little bit of a better um, and been a better defense, much better defensive team this year versus last year, um, even though they run out a little bit of a slower pace. So Chris Paul, to me, is a, it's one of my top tournament plays I like to get into today, as well as DeAndre Ayton. I know they're overpriced on DK, but I think they're still, uh, still a fine and good matchup for them as well. Um, they definitely are playing on FanDuel for sure, um, as well as Bradley Beal at 8,200. I 
forgot to mention him over there. He's he's too cheap. So uh, to me, I think he can be played over there and get a, pretty much a lock in for like forty fantasy points on on that side. Um, but uh, Bridges, I like him too. Uh, definitely on Phoenix as well. Uh, Jake Crowder, someone else I, I definitely have interest to, and and for sure. Um, and Javale McGee, I think he well he only played eight minutes last game, but if if like for instance if like on a slip like this four games and you're running 150 lineups just in case you don't see you, you might see a you want to see a scenario in some other world this is a scenario where where Aiton gets in foul trouble and it is also realistic a possibility just in general um having some development maybe in your lives as a as a deep tournament throughout dart isn't a bad thing at all for sure yeah yeah don't hate that split morning grind game and then get on out of here uh favorite play under 5k to 7x who you got favorite play wow urban Meyer just got fired oh gosh really you know after less than one year jacksonville urban meyer is out as jacksonville jaguars head coach ah he's got to love his life just getting paid a ton and like <laughs> all right wish you wish we got fired before some of the college college programs coaching vacancies got filled but wow yep oh well uh favorite player in 5k um in tournaments i'm going to say we're using dk pricing so i'm going to say um i'm going to say david duke still my guy but that's fine i'm going to go with claxton um definitely don't mind him at all uh over 8K to under 5X, who's your high price buster? I'm, uh, I hate saying, well, yeah, I hate saying this name because it happens too much, but I'm going to say Tobias Harris. Yeah, I mean, that's not terrible. I'm going to go with Bradley Beal. Uh, favorite 6X play on the slate? Um, I'm actually going to say Kevin Knox. Oof. Should have saved that. Let's get weird. I'm going to go with Blake Griffin at 5K. I think he ends up with 30 tonight. All right, the let's get weird GPP play. Uh, Yeah, I should have said that for let's get weird. Um, But I think I got another weird one for sure. I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with Brissette. That's my last get weird play. I like it. Uh, I'm gonna go with. I'll go with Sadiq Bay. Let's see it. And then uh, I mentioned my favorite bet the night before. The props just came out as we were recording, and Cunningham is sitting at 18 and a half points. Hit the over on that, and also hit the over on his points, rebounds, and assists. You got any bet you like? I'm actually looking. No, not really. Not at the very moment, but. Um... I do well. It's a, it's a, it's not even a favorite. There's no favorite in the game, but I do kind of like, uh, kind of like, like Brooklyn to try to sort of for the win tomorrow outright in money line, but it's negative one sixteen right now. But we'll see what that moves. Yeah. All right, Andre. Thanks for joining me. Any last minute thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, no, but pay attention to news and just see how everything goes. Um, it's very important, especially with all these players getting ruled out um, for COVID protocols and different things. So it changes this like drastically, and that's your edge to winning uh, tournaments on a regular basis. Yep, definitely been some COVID news pretty much every day. Not great to see, but you know what? 
makes our job interesting. But thanks for joining me, Andre. Stevie will be back next week. I think Lucha's on tomorrow night. I'll be putting up the football podcast tomorrow morning. We're out of here. See you, kids. <laughs>